What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Talk to the Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I thought we could talk about why it is so hard for us to do deep work and the number one culprit. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Clint, what do you think it is? <laughs> I tackling Tackling hard choices or... Feelings within yourself surrounding emotions, surrounding anything in life that it's not always easy to approach. There is an amazing man named Cal Newport, and in his book, Deep Work, he says that high-quality work produced is equivalent to the time spent times the intensity of focus that we want to crank out. So what does that actually mean? That means that we need to have incredible focus and intensity on the thing that we're working on in order for us to actually accomplish deep work. And the answer to that question, it's actually obvious. And yet the most simple thing to dismiss is the distractions that we have when it comes to tackling our deep work. And I think that many people will construe the element of deep, deep work into something that involves like sitting behind a desk, right? Like working on a project or writing something or creating something on the computer, maybe, um, I don't know, whatever the thing is. I know somebody who writes poetry. So for him, it would be sitting there and writing his poems. But deep work doesn't necessarily have to be something that is behind a computer. When I think of deep work, I think about things like working on my body inside of our gym. I think about not only the business aspect of my life, but also deep work when it comes to preparing food even. That might sound silly, but for me, there takes a great deal of chemistry when it comes to the types of food that I cook because Clint and I eat very different than most people do. And depending on where we're at in our diet and that day or that week, it takes a lot of deep work and effort and commitment to sit down and go through a recipe or create a recipe of my own and find something that fits into the macros of what we want to be eating at that time. And deep work could also be deciding that we're going to um, do something to pour into ourselves and have a personal care day or a personal care hour. Clint's yawning. And I think it's important for us to be able to understand that it requires a particular level of intensity and The number one way for us to be able to accomplish that type of intensity is to take this little black box that we all carry inside of our hands called our cell phones and to put them in a drawer, put it away completely. When you have something that you want to get done, that is the number one indicator for me that it's time for me to do deep work. When I have this string that keeps tugging in my mind of like, I have to do a thing. I have to do a thing. It's usually something that if I were to put my phone away, put all distractions away, sometimes it's even the dogs could be kids for you. Then I'm able to accomplish that thing in not only the utmost proficiency, but also in the shortest amount of time possible when I remove all distractions. 
And it is impossible for us to have immense intensity when it comes to our focus if we have distractions. And I understand that there are times in our day and in our lives where it's not possible for us to remove all distractions. However, I would argue that it is certainly possible for us to have dedicated hours within our week to be able to set aside to have intense focus and dedication in order to get to that state of what they call peak flow. And it's it's important for us to be able to do that. And why is that important for us? It, it's different. It's different for you, Clint, than it is for me. For me, it's important for me to make sure that I have intense focus on my body and my health when it comes to working out and, and diet because I have a health condition that makes it to where life just kind of sucks sometimes mm. if I don't. And so, Clint, what's something of deep focus that is important for you? Uh, what comes to mind off the top of my head is is when I'm at work and I really need to get a lot done, I, I pretty much I have to shut my office door and put headphones on and just put some mindless music on and I can just I can strum out so much work while I'm doing that without people coming to my office trying to talk to me trying to distract me from what I'm trying to do uh my cell phone rarely is a distraction for me um it's people who want to come in and and ask me questions or to just get away from their own desk. And, and that's why I have to shut my office door to get things done. Otherwise, it's nonstop all the time. Something else I think that is important for us to consider, because I'm thinking about you being in the office and how many people are up in the bureau just surfacing around all of the time and how that would be incredibly distracting, given the importance of the work that you do to have the door open. And even the mere element of needing to look up at the door to see who's passing by is a distraction, even if they're not coming into your office. And something else for us to consider is that we're allowed to be vocal about our times of deep work. We're allowed, you know, I, Clint is, is not somebody who isn't understanding of this because he hears it quite a bit where he knows if there's something that I need to get done, then he leaves me alone and he knows better because I'm very vocal about the fact that if there are things that I need to do, then I don't want to be disrupted during that time. And it's not something for Clint to take offense to or that anybody else could take offense to. And if that is the case, then we need to do some reanalysis on the vetting process with our relationships. And it's it's important for us to be able to understand that because a simple, you know, let's say, Clint, you had your door closed at work and somebody comes in there, a simple acknowledgement and, and a verbal description of the fact that, hey, I'm doing something really important right now. It's probably going to take me another hour. And when I'm done with this, I can come and find you. And a lot of the times we don't think it's okay for us to give ourselves permission to be able to vocalize the fact that we're doing something more important than somebody barging into our office. And and I think it's important to realize too, because they and one incident's come into mind and it frustrated the hell out of me. It's I had a partners come to my office. I was in the middle of getting a whole bunch of stuff done. I was getting a lot of work accomplished. And then my whole team came into my office all of a sudden. I'm like, shit, well, this must be pretty important. And they ran me through the scenario that they were looking into and I dropped what I was doing to help them. And I got what I needed to get, I had to leave the station, go to a different agency, pick up this, this necklace and then come back. And then 
I bring it back and they gave me nothing but shit over this specific device that they wanted to utilize because of how goofy it looked. I get it. It looked goofy, but they wanted something and I got it for them. And then my whole workflow was interrupted off of that. And then for the rest of the day, I didn't get anything else accomplished. And they still give me shit over that necklace that I brought back compared to me showing the appreciation of me dropping everything I was doing at that time to help them out. And it just, it, yeah, I, I should have drawn that line there, but that was my own fault for not. It's such a great example to use because in reference to us verbally explaining to somebody when we are in a state of deep flow or, or we're, when we're about to enter one, what we're actually doing with other people by verbalizing it is we're grooming them for the future. We're grooming somebody to understand that that type of behavior is not acceptable when we're in this type of element. So for you, Clint, it could be it's not acceptable when your door is closed. And then by verbalizing that to person A, then chances are person A is not going to come knocking on your door or barging in the next time around when they see that your door is closed. And it's the same with anybody in our lives. This this inadvertent grooming of them will adjust their behavior based on your behavior as long as we have the willingness to be able to stand up for ourselves in those instances, which we don't always do. We always, not always, we sometimes feel the need to put the other person before ourselves, but it's important for us to remember Brene Brown's very famous words where she says that when we say no to somebody else, we're really saying yes to ourselves. So I hope that you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.